What's good, everybody, and welcome to the Street Geek Podcast, hip-hop and geek culture all in one show. Sammy and Hector here with Matt Quartz. In celebration of his latest album, Cortez, we talked a bit about his collaboration with Souls of Mischief. We then got into best discographies in hip-hop and what are the qualifications. We had a lot of fun doing it, so I'm sure that'll translate well. If you enjoy what we do, give us a like, subscribe, hit us up on iTunes Podcast, give us a rating, uh, and share, share, share. So without further ado, let's just jump into it. All right, let's start. So, Souls of Mischief, your collaboration with um, your collaboration, with Souls of Mischief, Cortez. You guys are nearly out. Uh, this was like a real dope, natural fit. Just because I remember when uh, when I received Adventures with Quartz, I saw that your your Quartz character had the Cortezes on the bottom, <laughs> and I was like, oh <laughs> shit! I think and, it was only like one of the very few noticed that. To be honest with you, bro. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Not too many people clock that. I think you were probably the first person to actually mention it. Well. <laughs> That's dope. Well, I, I, I recognized that hella quickly because I was just like, those are some Cortez. That's some like some Mexican shit right there. You know, I remember yeah. when I was when I was 15, um, I worked at Foot Locker and I was a dumbass little kid and I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, hanging out with fucking wrong people. And I was like, I'm going to get me some red Cortezes and shit like that, you know, because that was just a dumbass knucklehead. But they're dope. <laughs> Dope shoe, right? Yeah, so, cool. yeah. so yeah. And I remember, like, in the early the Samurai Soul days, when you're you're finger drumming and thing, and I that was when you would like kind of hide your face. You were very just like, oh, you know, like this. And I saw the stacks of Nike shoes, and so this was yeah. just this had to happen. I, I felt like this was a perfect perfect collaboration because Souls of Mischief pairs his shoes with records, and I follow the dude because his taste in music was just dope, and I like you know discussing and just seeing what he seeing what he was putting up. Um, you know, how, how did this fascination with Cortez's come about initially? Um, it's probably from the Forrest Gump film is probably like when I saw like Cortez's for the first time, or even like, you know, saw a pair of kicks in a movie and was like, oh, that was a dope. And then I remember like going to like the local shoe store, probably around the age of 13, 14 or something like that. And they had a pair. And they okay. were all white with a gray tick, and I like was lucky enough to to get them. My sister got the the uh, the Forest Gump pair, the the OGs with the blue on the midsole and the red tick. And since then, it was just like from from that first pair, like every, any chance I got to like buy a pair of Cortez, I was copying them. I just love that sneaker. <laughs> it's so comfortable. The silhouette's nice. And like, and then the more you start looking, the more it pops up in like popular culture and movies. Like if you watch yeah. the Karate Kid when they first get to the California mm. and stuff, he's wearing a pair of Cortez and stuff. Um, it's in Painful, which is one of my favorite movies. Like it's everywhere, man. If you look hard enough, it's there. That's crazy. Though you guys can't see this, but the look on Matt's face when he was describing that shoe was like describing a woman. You know, it was just like oh, the midsole. I, I was just like every, every time. But it, it in the UK it disappeared for the longest time and I remember it, it popped up again probably after like Kendrick and Lamar started getting big and stuff mm. like in the cartels and stuff like a lot of like the uh, the trendy stars like um 
for Asylum, Crystal Fire, that started stalking him, and I was like, yeah, that's what's up. Let's get this popping again. Like, it must have been a good, well over, like, 10 years since I saw it there in a, in a store or something like that. Yeah. See, that's crazy, man, because for us, over here in Cali, you see it in every shoe store. Like, mm -hmm. every shoe store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can believe that. I can believe that. Well, that's hold on, crazy. let me just correct Hector real I quick. He's just now, so he can say Cali anymore. Oh my god, that's right, I forgot. He's a traitor, he's a traitor. Anyways, go ahead. Hey man, I'm smart. <laughs> so yeah, this collaboration with Souls of Mischief, you you reached out to him, you hit him up, and it was sort of just like a no-brainer. Um, yeah, well, you know, like you said, you follow him, and I follow him, and I followed him for like, as far back as I can remember, you know, being on Instagram and stuff, and just... Just, you know, I tend to gravitate towards people that are doing, like, original sort of creative stuff. And he, like you say, he pairs the sneakers with the uh, the LP covers and stuff. And I was just like, that's such a dope idea. And then I got to thinking, you know, because he does, like, tapes, like, mixtapes with, like, the magazines that he releases and stuff like that. And I thought, this is, like, perfect. Like, And I, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, hit him up straight away. Like, I gave it some time. Built yeah. up a bit of a repertoire with him and stuff, and like you know, would let him know that I was feeling his shit and stuff like that. And then after a while, once I got like the concept solidified in my head, I hit him up with it, and I mean, the rest is history. See that that times like that when that happens, man, that's beautiful because it's like, like you envision it, you know it can happen, but you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it low though, you know what I mean? I'm gonna play it slow, <laughs> be low key, you know. And I, then... I think people are just so like quick to just be like, yo, let's collab, and that's like one of the things he said to me. Like he gets so many people hitting him, let's do a collab, and he's like, yeah, man, what do you want to do? And they don't have any idea; they just want to hit him up because he's he's popping off on social media, and it's like it's not about that. It's about you know seeking out people that like doing creative shit and collabing and doing dope shit. Mm -hmm. Dang, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so this package is is a is a dope one. It comes with that twenty four page magazine, little zine. Comes with the with the uh, obviously the quartz mixtape. Obviously, there's no digital, and if uh, this will be up tomorrow. So if you're lucky, um, I'll leave a link in the SoundCloud description. Go ahead and just just click, and hopefully you'll be able to get one. They're still available. I think you said what? There's eight. There's four of each. So um, so yeah. So. Uh, so check definitely check that out if now clearly like when I when I put it up on Instagram, um, you know I I, I trust you enough to to in, invest in the music because I'm just like I know it's going to be good, you know. But for anyone that hasn't heard a Matt Quartz song or album, definitely check them out on Matt Quartz on Instagram. But uh, what could we expect listening to this, or do you even want to just say anything at all? All types of shit, like, you know, normally, like, my beats are themed, like, they'll be, like, boom bap, or there'll be soul beat samples yeah. and stuff like that, but this, like, just goes all over the place, like, I've got, you know, some oldies uh, flips on there, and some, you know, some jazz flips on there, it's just strictly all over the show, man, and the way it came about, I just had, like, I had, like, a big bunch of beats that I didn't really to do with, hmm. and I tried to break them down into different projects and stuff, and stuff wasn't really clicking, and then... When I came up with uh, hitting up Souls of Mischief to do the collab and stuff, I thought, well, I better at least have something to send him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I kind of picked out stuff that would work, and then um, I sent him over, and he was feeling them. And then afterwards, I laced them with um, interview samples with Phil Knight from Nike, the guy that um, started Nike. And then that's when it all sort of came together as like a project, and everything was like nicely and seamless as a beat tape. When I started putting in the film night, uh, film night uh, samples and stuff. 
So was it always, it, I, like I said, like it's very California, LA, Chicano lifestyle. Like, and I remember the, uh, the what's the Koshiritsu album. You, you flipped some oldies and I remember hearing it. I think it was like the third track. And I was just like, this is, a, these are oldies I used to listen to when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think after that, I think a, a, you said a lot of your fans are from uh, our, our group in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and so I suppose it, in a way as well, you know, to tie it all together as well, like the Cortez being big in Cali and stuff like that, this is like a little salute to, you know, other people that have been repping out in Cali as well. And like if you when you get the magazine and stuff, you'll see a little a little head nod to, you know, all the people out here that have been repping. Yeah. He had, he actually so, recent Souls of Mischief went out to Cali recently and he linked up with a few people that um, we both follow on Instagram and stuff and apparently like he was saying everybody's got the tape, the quartz tapes and stuff out there and they're like super, super like repping hard, which is nice. I, I need to get out there. Lovely. I need that's to get lovely. out there. Like Blanco's oh, yeah. telling me to get out there and Matt Bloom's telling me to get yeah. out there to do shows and stuff, yeah. you know. There's people that you follow on Instagram and stuff that I'd love to meet and stuff. So, yeah, I need to get out there. Well, <laughs> yeah. hey, as soon as you do, don't forget, man, we need those press uh, passes, all right? Yo, it's <laughs> absolutely standard, man. You don't even need to worry about that. <laughs> I'm wearing Cortez right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's that's good, man. That's love, man. That, that is love. And, and you know what? When that time comes, when you do come over, oh, man. Just, uh, it's going to be a, a wave of, of uh, disbelief and shock. You know what I mean? Just to see it in real life. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> well, yeah. Shouts out to Souls of Mischief. I'm glad you guys collaborated. Um, this was just... Um, it, it's a it's a really cool, natural, organic thing, like Hector was saying. Just um, just uh, something that would... That just was just inevitable. Um, and I, I like that this... I don't know. It just it comes with the stickers. It comes with uh, the zine. It's a dope package, and it's something that you can actually hold and just um, man, it's just dope. And it, it, it adds. And it, what adds to it too is the no digital. It gives an urgency to it, and it gives it like, oh fuck, man, I'm never gonna be able to hear this shit, you know? <laughs> so it was definitely one of those things. I was just like, man, I have to get this. I, I can see this. a lot of people are, are going to be like, oh, he's not doing the digital because they just want us to buy the tapes and they want the tapes to sell. Right. Honestly, like, the reason behind the no digital is because back in the day when people were yes. doing beat tapes, there was no digital. Do you know what I mean? When Dilla was sending his beat tapes out and when Madly was sending his beat tapes out, they were cassettes. They were not sending MP3s or WAVs or whatever yeah. on the internet. So we wanted to keep it as OG as possible. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how it used to be with, uh, you know, Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash. It was just like, if you had those fucking tapes, you had those tapes. And if they were, you know, they were dubbed and you had doubles of them, you're like, where the fuck, where'd you get that tape? Raekwon, where's my killer tape at? Where's my killer? You know what I mean? Like, it it gives that, it gives it the urgency, but also gives it this, like, I have it. You know, I have one of them. It's dope. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm sure you know you might find some bootlegs out there, but I mean it's just it's 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 a dope cassette. I like the whole <laughs> reveal of it and everything like that. And I think that you've you've, you've got plenty of uh, digital uh, albums out there. I think that this adds to your discussion. I mean it's yeah, it's a yeah, very yeah, cool yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. to have. And, Absolutely. And yeah. So uh, yeah, before so yeah, one of the topics I wanted to talk about that we mentioned discography is uh, some of the best discographies in hip hop. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start off. Um, so one of the few people I, I, I have that I think is really undeniable, uh, but go ahead and fight me if you want to. Uh, MF Doom, for sure. Ghostface, mm-hmm. 
Kendrick. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> but, but yeah, told yeah, and oh by the way, let me let me give you a disclaimer. This is all bias. This is this is just my personal <laughs> thing. And and wait, because it gets worse, it gets way more fucking snobby. And as I was as I was typing this shit up in my phone, I was just like, dude. I'm so, I like I sound so fucking elitist. All right, so Kendrick Lamar, most deaf. <laughs> uh, I think Fonte. I, I I would definitely add Fonte into it, even though he has two solos uh, and Blueprint. So what for me like this? I'm I'm getting nerdy about this shit. Okay, so what makes a good discography? Okay, so for me to include Hector's <laughs> on his eyes, I would have to include three solid albums. Okay, I think what adds to it is, is a concept album. Or an experimental album that kind of helps defines your sound, but it's mm. accepted, executed well, and it also expands your audience. Um, Does mixtapes count? I would I would include mixtapes. I would include mixtapes because okay. a, a good a good album is a good album. You know, um, I would say uh, one, I I would add at least you know one good album later in their career, or like something that would be like a deep personal album, something that kind of pulls the curtain and you can see back there and be like oh so this is what's going on and i i added mf doom because he's got i mean his whole thing is sort of just he gets personal with you know doom doomalade that one my tomb was next to his brother you know about being buried next to his brother and stuff like that just some personal stuff but he's also talks about his third person he's got the concept with danger doom Ghostface. i mean uh concept albums uh, he does get personal with some of his shit, but he's also just, he's clearly got way over more three, and he's consistent. Um, Kilar, I think the dude's got concept albums, he's got well-executed albums, and I and I think that from here, like, he hasn't made one bad album yet. Even if there's some albums that I don't like as much, and Damn would be one of them, it's still a good album. Most Def with The New Danger, I mean, he's singing, screaming, rock. And he has a song mm-hmm. called The Panties, where he's, you know, taking the panties off slow and shit like that. Like, it's fucking dope. He's, it's it's incredible. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Blueprint, uh, the, the counterculture, for me, was just... I, it, that, that hit me at a personal level. And I it this crazy wall it, with anxiety. And uh, his song, Go Hard or Go Home, he got sober and, and just kind of redefined his sound. He was playing a guitar on fucking stage, which is really dope. And Fonte, I think... Um, I would include his little brother albums because he drops a verse in every single one. Um, so yeah, th- th- that's my that's my nerdy take on it. For groups, I would say Outkast and Gangstar. Even though Gangstar Ooh, don't fit that yeah. criteria of concepts and stuff like that, but they're just solid, consistent, yeah, uh, yeah. traditional. You know, Outkast. I think they kind of fit a concept with AT Aliens, Stankonia. They kind of have this weird abstract sound but they're they count each other so fucking well you know mm-hmm. um and each album they make it just gets better and better and better like it just gets better mm-hmm. for me you know the mixed bag um you know jay-z and nas i think they they fluctuate but they're you know they're just great rappers definitely fluctuate um people with uh, I, the only people like it was like people with a few albums but have a good run would be Dr. Dre and a, and a Tribe Called Quest. They don't have mm-hmm. much, but when they do release an album, it's 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 good. I know. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm gonna wait until this stupidity is done. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it's they have they have few albums, you know. Like it's 
it's it's not a lot of albums, but they're good. They're they're you know a tribe called Quest has what like four? Oh no, five now because of the uh, the latest one, right? But yeah, um, and I think the Roots have have a have a good run, but I I nothing they've been coming out with has really excited me. But I honestly can't give it a, a, a good opinion just because I really haven't peeped a Roots album in a while. Thought speaks. I'm just I'm in it. I'm in it. So yeah, what do you uh, what do you what do you take from this uh, nerdy elitistness? Ask for me. <laughs> All right, what 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 do you take? Just, what is that? Just to say that to to, to hold uh, tribe like so like to 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 tone it down basically with tribe like you know yeah like they're all right they're all right they only got like three four <laughs> the way I said it yeah the way I said it they I mean, but I mean. It, 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 when you see no, a discography, no, what I mean is when I when you see discography, you see this huge body of work. There were huge gaps, but every single one they hit was perfect. You know what I mean? They're all classic albums, but it's few. They are they are, they are few. So when with with Let's like see. MF Doom, Kendrick, and all these guys like Outkast, there's more. You know what I mean? There's more in there. Oh, there's more. Okay, so Outkast has more than Tri Called Quest. Is what you're telling me? I think Outkast has the same amount. Actually, the same amount. The same amount. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Try Call Quest has six. Okay. Outcast as a group has six. How many? Five? No, I'm asking you. Southern Playalistic, AT Aliens, Aquemini, Stankonia, Love Below. They have five, right? Speaker Box, right? That's the same one. Yeah, right? Love Below Speaker Box, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, like I was saying. Blasphemous talk about Tribe Called Quest. I would put Tribe Called Quest in that same discussion because I it's my turn to be biased. All right, go ahead. As far as far as for group wise of uh, discography, I would definitely say I agree with you on Gangstar. Uh, Tribe, of course, I put up there. Outcast, I completely agree with Outcast. Um, and I also want to remind you guys of this group called Wu Tang Clan. Yes. Um, you know, later from the beginning. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you speak your piece. Man, you keep interrupting me. Yeah, I can get away with it now, motherfucker. What? <laughs> you're, you're say something, Hector. Fuck you, Hector. Say something. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Wu Tang Clan is a trend, not only trendsetter, but also like a genre, a genre creator, and like just a whole movement. You know what I mean? Yes. Like to not count them, even though, and I'll say this, even though some of their stuff wasn't John Blazing shit, the the stuff that they do, the gaps that they do have when the next one comes out, is just it, it kind of makes you forget of like the the okay album. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm a little less unforgiving than you, but okay. but yeah, um, I, I th- okay. I think they have three solid. I think Iron Flag was a was a good. It was a good body of work, but after like eight diagrams, was just off. Uh, was it a new tomorrow? Um, and their their latest one, the saga continues. Felt like a it felt like a compilation. It felt like it when it on on the titles it said featuring Capadonna, Mastakilla, Raekwon, and it didn't feel like a a together album. It was actually a Method Man album. That he was doing with DJ uh, Mathematics, and then they were like, "Oh, let's make it a Wu album." And so for me, it was just when it comes to discography, 
if they came out with a fucking solid one, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm that that good discography because so, this makes so up for it for so me. Basically, so basically, just to be clear, you're 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 saying like every album is just a banger. Every every album, there's like classics out of it. There's there's stuff where you're like, yes, this album is like a out of five, a four, or, or a minimum kind of thing. What you're saying? I think when it comes to to discussion of discography. I think it would have to. And I think if it wasn't a good song, if it wasn't a good album, whatever it did, time worked really well. It it redefined a certain a, a certain sound or redefined uh like like Dr. Dre's Compton. That was not Dr. Dre's best work, but the album as a whole was good. And it and, and like I said, like we talked about before Anderson Pack and all that stuff, it added a great element, but it, it with a new tomorrow and stuff like that. I th- and and I eight diagrams. I it just didn't feel like a woo album, and I think that was just because it was like just p- on a personal level, they weren't okay. they weren't sticking together. But I, I got you. I, I, yeah. For me, that, that's just I believe you. No, yeah. that's 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 convincing. But I threw you in there because you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the solo ones now because you just shit it on my group one. All right, go on ahead. the solo ones. I, but I you were right group. about uh, Tribe Called Quest. You you saw right through that, and I I agree. I agree with that. Well, I mean, because guys, that's 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 one of my top groups. Um, <laughs> right, I know. Solo, so yeah, uh, Lamar. Uh, Jay Z and Nas, they, they gotta be in it. I mean, they have to be. In it. I mean, it's remember like we said before, like anytime we talk about best something, like those two names are always in there. Mm-hmm. Like they they, they kind of have to, at, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's not forget Biggie and Tupac. I mean, even though it's short, I right? Mean, you know, before they passed, I mean, man, that shit's shit's banging, man. Yeah, I I, I, I think Tupacalypse now. I don't I don't listen to really ever, but to say what he was saying at that time. To be revolutionary was a big deal, you know what I mean. So that could be looked at as like, yeah, this is this is huge, you know what I mean. The the contradiction, the two personalities or or multiple personalities of Tupac, I think you could see that through his discography. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, but and, yeah. No, say so my last one, my last one, and and this one, you know, it, it took me a while to to actually say yes or no to it but and and i hate to be biased i really do but i i think his work speaks for itself himself uh-huh. scarface yeah. yeah 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 for sure yeah his, i think we, we we talked about um you know who's the king of the 80s 90s and 2000s scarface was in that conversation too just because of his, his body of work his sound his voice you know what i mean we'll definitely probably yeah. do an episode where the best voices in hip-hop for sure um, well, I'm in Texas now. I'm gonna go look for him. Maybe. We oh, that's right. Fucking Hector's over there getting chopped and screwed and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you guys know this is he's Hollywood Hector now. So uh, I don't know if you guys know, okay? But the last few I've done solo, and the last time I tried to hit up Hector, and I was like, "Hey, bro, you know, you got time to do some to do an episode." And uh, he texts me back, and he, go, he usually hits me up with what time, and you know what he said? He said, "Who is this?" I said. <laughs> I said, this is Sammy. He said, the only S's I have in my contacts on my phone is Steven Spielberg. Who the fuck is this? I said, okay. All right, Hector. So this, he fucks around a lot, right? So Hector recently uh, got picked up for an art show. Uh, and he, he'll be rubbing shoulders with artists, sculptors, and he's putting up his dioramas. And um, 
you know, he, he, we talked about it. I hit him up, and it was it was a, it was a cool moment. You know, it was I was really proud. And then I said, I, I, I know you're fucking around. Can you do have time for the podcast? And he goes, all he texts me back is House of Blues, because that's where he's gonna be at. I'm just like, all right, fucking Hector, okay, Hollywood Hector. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. But yeah, he got picked up. He got picked up for an art show, shit like that. But yeah, that's uh, it's pretty dope. There'll be there'll be definitely a link in the, in the SoundCloud description for that. Hollywood heck. Hollywood heck. I feel I feel like uh, Hulk Hogan when he became Hollywood. Hulk. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I was, I was about to say, "What's your favorite bowler, man?" Hey man, if if you come out here and I'm up and I got the press class, I, I'll be rocking one. Yes, <laughs> you got that House of Blues pass. <laughs> I can see you know when you walk into those like the Fillmore, or the Warfield, all these like famous play, famous you know venues, and you walk in there and you see all the posters of all the people that have been there, Nine Inch Nails, you know. Uh, Grateful Dead, The Doors, that have all been in there. I could see Hector going in there and pulling like a Banksy move and just putting the picture of him like a tape like this, you know what I mean? And then just swiping out like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo. Like a Bob Dylan poster for him. <laughs> Who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> on the bottom, Hollywood Hector. But it's like written on a Sharpie on gray duct tape. <laughs> I'm going to try that, man. I'm going to try that. I feel it. I feel it. You should do it. You should do it. <laughs> Get kicked out too. Yeah, <laughs> they'll have a face of you, but like, catch this man, tackle this man every time you see him. <laughs> Did you have anything what else, Hector? No, I'm good. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go and hit MF Doom as well, Gangstar as well. Um, but then I'm gonna throw in a couple of biased beat makers into the mix. All so the Madlib discography. Like, you look at, he's done the beats, the Quasimodo yeah. stuff. He does a lot of jazz stuff. He does reggae stuff. All solid bodies, you know, a good solid body of work. Same with the Dilla discography. You know, yeah. you've got, you know, his group stuff with um, Slum Village. And then all the beat tapes. And then, like, the release stuff as well. Um, I'm not going to count the stuff that they released after, he, you know, he passed and stuff. Though, and he's, you know, I'm not going to count any of that stuff. So, because I was going to throw Biggie in the mix, but then they still released after he passed, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know if you count that really, because they didn't really have a say in it. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Do you but then, Do you know, because like, I know on, on Ghostface uh, Fish Scale, he had a beat in there. How does it work? The next artist, Ghostface's body of works, yeah. slamming. He's done the concept stuff. Yes. The 12 years to die and the brown tape which is remix of 12 years to die um, and then he's got some r&b stuff in there in his body of work yeah um and then i'm going to flip it again and take it old school if you look at the das effects you know discography banging das wow banging <laughs> and again old school souls of mischief as well that's a brand yeah. new discography man oh dude yeah, then probably umpteen more from that era, you know, the early nineties that you you know you kind of forget about because they're not really releasing music anymore and stuff. But it is what it 93. is. Ninety three. But those, yeah, still. those would be my picks. Nice, those are good picks. Good picks, a lot better than. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so hey, the shit talk is gonna go farther or a lot higher now because we're farther away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, <laughs> man? So uh, that reminded me because when you said Daz FX, it it reminded me of a album that I heard um, the first time, and it's a shame on me. But um, I've been 
I try to listen to as much as I can. And so I heard this album for the first time about a year ago, maybe a year and a half. It's called the album's called Funky Technician, Lord Finesse, and DJ Mike uh, DJ Mike Smooth. When I heard that one, a lot of times, a lot of their quotes from that album was like cuts from DJs that you would hear. Like you would hear DJ Premier cut a lot of like iconic sayings or even Public Enemy. It's really dope, and it it, it had that like the old school '80s uh, type style of uh, of rhyming, but um. But you could hear that song, those songs, that album, really like elevating the sound. The way Big Daddy Kane brought it up. I mean, everyone's like mentions Rakim, but there's like Grandma has, and and uh, for me, when I heard Lord Finesse that album, he was talking about saying the word bitch, and but then countering it with with these with his opinions and views and stuff like that. That was that was a real interesting. That was a real interesting album. I I, I just recently got into. But yeah, I've been trying to like find all kinds just. Offbeat weird shit that I haven't come across, just to get more well-rounded. That way, I know what the yeah. fuck I'm talking about, you know. And that was one that I, I slept on. But I mean, it was one of those things where it's like my, you know, I was born '87, so I started listening to hip hop. Like, what was what was like your guys' first introduction to rap music or hip hop? Like, as a young kid, young man, like what was the first song you heard? Even if it was like MC Hammer or something like that, what was that first album, first song you guys heard? Well. Uh, oh, shit, I'm all jumping the gun. Matt, you want to go? No, uh, well, I mean, probably my first time where I heard someone rap was probably like the rap in uh, Michael Jackson, Black and White. You know, when they have that rap verse, like yeah. in the middle of it and stuff, that was probably the first time I heard rap, like anybody rapping before. What about you, Hector? Uh, uh, see, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older than you guys. So... Uh, <laughs> I was born in San. So, uh. Take you back to 79. Oh, mankind. So, hey. You know, I used, to, I used to listen to that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's. Everybody. Yeah. What it takes. So, anyways, uh, my, my parents, they were in the Army. Or my father was in the Army, so I was on brat. So, uh, we used to travel around a lot. And in the 80s, I was living in Germany. And, uh, you know, like the army uh, or the military for the U.S., and I, I don't, I'm sure for other countries too, but for the U.S., it's a, a whole melting pot of people. You got whites, blacks, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Asians, you know, just, just a whole mix of people. And my parents would always throw these parties. And uh, it was literally like people just bringing records and, you know, switching, taking turns, playing records of what they wanted to listen to. So I would hear a lot of different shit. Um, the song that I remember, and it's, it's really not a rap song, but the song that, that got me where I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. Like, I like it. Rumors. Remember a song? Uh, Look at all these, these rumors. Thank <laughs> you. No more. Remember, who who is that? You know yeah, who is that? Ah, oh, shit. I'm going to look it up right now. I know. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. What the hell? Anyways, so that song, that song, like, kind of me hook a little bit you know and then then i told my my, uh, my mom i was like hey who sees that i want to i want to know a little bit more about that and uh where the hell timex social timex club social club yeah, timex damn 1986 <laughs> so anyway, that's the year i was born <laughs> i was still swimming in my dad's balls i was born a year after that so 
So anyway, so that that song, I remember uh, my, my mom's friend or my dad's friend in the army, he brought me over. He goes, you know, you, you start picking stuff. I started playing like Cameo. I started playing Houdini. I st and then, and then this guy walked over to me, army dude. He had this big ass gold chain. He goes, oh man, listen to this. Hmm. And it was on DMC. Oof. And um, I was like, all right. So the party was over, everyone left. He left the record behind. And then uh, it, it was a wrap for me, man. After that, I was hooked. Like, that, that was the moment in my life where I wish I was black. I was like, <laughs> these guys are cool. Right. <laughs> I was like, I want to be just like them. Right. I want to be just like them, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, but I, I just remember, man, like, it was, it was, you know, you know that expression, mind blown? Yeah, you know what I mean. I know you guys can relate to me. You just see something for the first time, you're like, oh, "What the hell? Like, what is this? And how come right. I don't know anything about it?" You know. First time I saw a vagina, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're transitioning to the uh... right. Our porn award goes to uh, this actress. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, um, with me, it was really cool because they had they were clean, but their aggression you know what i mean and they i remember you named them as uh like the king of the 80s and i was like yeah you can't argue with that they were huge they were they humongous were i just heard a a podcast with uh dmc yesterday and he laid out his whole the whole layout of how he started and stuff like that and it, comic books was a huge part of um of how he he became this kind of character he was he said he was when he was rapping aggressively he was thor and hulk put together Nice. You know, and um, it, it will like nod to, to comic books and stuff like that. And he was like a super nerdy like that. It was really, really interesting uh, hearing his story and stuff like that. And all the shit he's been through he was suicidal. Like, yeah, just just a crazy story, man. So, so in hell, that's the record that came out in 86. Okay. And uh, so my, my story matches up. And uh, <laughs> like the, the soldier, the young soldier, let me keep that album. That's dope. And then. Later on, we moved to Texas. Uh, it was like in the 90s. And I had that album. And my mom bought this brand new record player. Now, in the 90s, early 90s, it was all about scratching, Ronnie O, Joe Cooley, bass, you know, just all this stuff, right? I grabbed that record. I put it on the turntable and I started scratching the hell out of it. <laughs> Not knowing what you were doing, right? <laughs> Not knowing what I was doing. And I'm just closing my eyes like just, oh, I, it kind of sounds good. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, and then I felt something like hit my hand, and I looked up, and I saw all this shit like <laughs> all of these like like shards of record of vinyl. Right. That was a good day, yeah. Yeah, I, I put the record away after that. Put it yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, Mom. I don't know what happened. What was that first piece you held, uh, Matt? That you that you held the CD tape vinyl that you were like oh shit whether it was like a jizza whether that was wu-tang gangstar like what was that first piece that you held in in what sense bro oh in hip-hop hip like that that in when you actual, like the actual first time i held a physical yeah like, and that you heard it yeah that, that, and then you heard it and you were just like oh what is this is crazy i, I want to be a part of this i want to i want to do this or i just want to hear more of it i can't get like what was that Every first podcast piece? I say the same thing, man. Gangstar owners, man. Was it first really? Time, oh, somebody, a guy. When I went to college, a guy passed me the CD. I was being about sixteen at the time. Passed me the Gangstar owners CD. I was like, "Yo, check this out." 
And I was like, wow, it's like, yo, this slam in. <laughs> slam in. Hard drums, like, you know, that typical primo production, man. Just, like, blown away. And then it wasn't long after that, I was like, yeah, I don't want to play guitar anymore. I want to make beats. The fading star beat. Or song. Oh, that's a tough I one. Mine. I have mine, but I have yours. Because Gangster um, are my favorite groups, too. really like the Skills beat from Owners. Yep, yep. Um, and I really like, off the same album, the uh, Leave You Right Where You Stand with the Jadakiss feature. Yeah. Those that's, two that's a good one. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. My, mine, mine, and I, I hate to sound commercial because it was a really commercial song, but... You know my steez? You know my steez. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, man. Because then you can you can you can rap to that hard, aggressive, and then you can also take it back and go real slow. Oh man, that that oh man. Yeah. I can clean to that, I can clean to that beat. I can do anything to that beat. I love that beat. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you really can't go wrong with any 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 sound. Um I remember going to Tower Records and grabbing this it was uh, it was a 1999 full clip. It was the greatest hits of this group called Gangstar. I have no idea who the fuck they were, and I was just like, oh, I'm gonna pick this up. I was like 16 or 17, and I remember listening to some of the songs, and and I remember skipping some, and then I heard um, the Militia, and I was like, whoa, and that little, and it was in between every. Oh, I was just like, what the fuck is this? And then uh, what was it? Was it Freddie? Not Freddie Fox, right? Bumpy Knuckles now. Yeah, and his yeah, voice yeah. was just super raw. And I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this? You know what I mean? And, you know, I, that was around like Wu-Tang. That was when like Wu-Tang really changed my taste. And then, you know, all the features that were in there, you know, so I saw like he he made a song with Inspector Deck. I was like, Inspector Deck's from Wu-Tang. I'm going to hear that song. And I heard that one. And I was just, Inspector Deck killed it. That, what was it? Dun, 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 dun. And, oh, dude. It's just like, you could go on and on. Like, and And that was the cool thing about like, I would say like I'm probably we're probably the last era that that actually goes to a, to a record store and at, at Tower Records you could scan the barcode and listen to the album and sometimes you just took chances and you were just going down the hip hop section and sometimes you know they would get super like underground albums I remember finding like a what was it LP's first album the Head Crusher I think it was called I can't remember um, Cannibal Ox and Sea Race Walls and they just weird shit I discovered um a lot of underground artists and, and just the Gangstar albums, the covers and shit like that was just was just insane, man. And I think that you just went based off of the feature. So you look at the feature, then you go out and buy the album and stuff like that. And sometimes if you didn't like it, you were stuck with it. You just spent 20, 10 to 14 bucks on it. So what are you going to do? You're going to listen to it. And all of a sudden you find things you like or, you know, or you're listening to it. And I remember this was at a time when I would press play and I would sit on my bed, open the book, and I would go through it. Who's the producer? Oh, Pete, who's Pete Rock? You know what I mean? Who's Rockweiler? Mm-hmm. Who's Jelly Roll? Like, a, you know, all these guys. I was like, who? And so all it was just this this snowball effect. And I, I was working since I was like 15, 16. So around the time I had money. Before that, I would go to Fry's Electronics and I would steal albums. That's why I got Wu-Tang forever. I had my, sis, well, my sister, my one of my best friends, her older brother had Wu-Tang into the 36 Chamber. She's like, you want this shit? I don't like this shit. This is, you know, at that time, she's, she just like gangster rap. She's like, I don't want this. And I was like, what is this? And I saw like that fucked up W on that, on that CD, you know, like the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I yeah. pressed play and, uh, you know, we were, we were skipping some tracks and, you know, but the first one we heard was bring the, bring the, bring the ruckus. And, um, 
Oh, it was just what? What? This is crazy. It's it, and Ghostface voice was just off the wall. And I was just after that, mm. I was like, okay, I, we we got to go find out more of these guys. And they have a song album called Wu Tang Forever, and it's a double LP. What the fuck? You know what I mean? I remember being like seventh grade, and I was just like, we don't have any money. You know, my parents are broke. You know, so I was like, what? Just, let's just go steal it, dude. Let's just go steal a little razor blade. <laughs> dude, that's what we stole a bunch of albums, man. Yeah. Um, so when we when when I was at college, we had this like spot that we used to go to. It was like a chain like um, music place called HMV. I don't know if it was a global thing. I know they had them out in Japan and stuff, but it was like a big chain here in the UK. And we used to go and buy the CDs, to college, rip them into the PC, and then take them back and get a refund. <laughs> that's and so smart. So we had a little hustle going on like that. And I remember um, the guy who passed me the uh, the owners, the Gangsta album on CD, he, he come back with a CD and, it, and I was like, yo, what, what's that shit? And he was like, yo, you ain't ready for this underground shit. And mm. it was the uh, Dead Prez, the uh, the Dead Prez album, and he put it on and he put a uh, hip hop, and the first time he heard hip hop, he was like, oh. Turn the bass lower, bass, turn the bass lower, we're gonna break we're, the speakers. We're, we're like in the college studio and we've got it like we're pumping into the red lecturer comes in, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Breaking our next Yeah, hell yeah. We had a little yeah, so that was our little hustle. We used to go and buy the CDs, rip them into the into the college PC. <laughs> And then CD might get a refund. <laughs> we don't want it no more. Cause they and they had like these little security seals on, so there was like an art to getting into this like into the case and sliding the CD out without scratching it or breaking the seal and then like getting it and then yep. ripping it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the way to well, do it. I just wanna say y'all two are criminals. I've never done <laughs> shit like that before. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I Man, I purchased everything, and if I don't have receipts for it, it's because they were recycled. <laughs> right. Speaking <laughs> of that story, <laughs> the the first piece I held was a was actually a a, a burnt tape or dub tape. It was a mixtape or whatever. My dad was in the room with his with his drug dealer, and they were doing all their their shit right. And uh, he, the next morning, and he's like, "Oh, check this out." And um. Because the dude had Tupac, and it was an album, Are You Still Down? And he was like, I think you might like it. I was in fourth grade, and I was like, okay. I pressed play, and and, the, and I remember looking out the window vividly. I remember looking out the window, and uh, the song 16 on Death Row came out, or played. Mm -hmm. And it's a song about a kid on that's 16 on Death Row. And he's talking about how hopeless it is, and how ugly there, and how he had a fucked up childhood, and stuff like that, and just all this crazy shit. And, um, man, I remember seeing every single word in my head and I was like in this trance and I was like, this is crazy. Like this is, and, and, and I think that's part of like the genesis of like why I like, not struggle rap, but just like stuff that like conceptual or storytelling type stuff that I, I enjoyed the regular old, you know, I'm big and bad or I'm, I'm this and that I can do this. I could lyrically do that. I like that stuff, but when it comes to storytelling, I love that shit, and that's I think it's one of the biggest things that gravitates me towards a rapper is when they can tell a story like that, you know, and that yeah. it has this you know beginning, middle, and end. Um, but yeah, that was one of the first things was uh, was a burnt tape was a was a dub tape. It was sick though, and I still I still have it. I remember, uh, yeah, my dad my dad had it, and uh, and actually was when when Matt when you dropped uh, Little Samurai Soul, I copped that night when it, when it came out 
and um, I was like, I don't have a fucking tape player. Like I was just like, <laughs> I had, I got rid of all my Walkmans, you know. So I was like, oh shit, what am I gonna do, you know? And so I got them, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, and then I hit up at the thrift store, and I had cassettes, and my. And then it just, it, you know, it's 27 and stuff like that. And just looking around, like, everyone's selling tapes now and stuff like that. So then, you know, and you kept dropping stuff. So I was like, okay, I got to find a place where I could I could play this music. So I got tapes again. And my dad was like, you got tapes? I'm like, yeah, dude, tapes are back. And this, this, and that. And so he was like, you want this shit? You know, I don't I don't have a tape player. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let me get them. I saw that one. Tupac, Are You Still Down, written in a Sharpie. And um, Hold On, Be Strong is like one of my favorite Tupac songs. That album is sort of like a compilation album. But uh, I remember playing it. Uh, I've had to hear it over thousands, thousands of times, man. It's it's such a dope thing to have, and yeah, like just to still have it, and just to see like that blank tape look, you know. It, mm -hmm. Some of them have the yeah. yellow mm -hmm. and the and the, like that yeah. neon pink looking thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just uh, it was a dope piece to have, and I'm, I'm glad I still have it. I'm not gonna give it to my kids. My kids already in fourth grade. I'm like, hey, you're gonna listen to this. <laughs> 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 Here, son, listen to this, and next week you're going to see your first vagina. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going for Father of the Year Award. Right. <laughs> it's funny, my dad, we're good, but he wasn't the best dad. And I, my brother saw a, a Darth Vader cup, like a mug, and my dad likes coffee. And he was like, and it said number one dad. And he was like, dude, you should give it to, you should give it to dad. You should give it. I was like, yeah, we should. That was ass. <laughs> give me a sharpie, a white sharpie. I'm gonna put a negative sign. Right, there. negative sign. <laughs> so, I one of the things I wanted to talk about also too, and um, just give your give your honest opinions about it. Um, as I'm getting older, I like the positive rap. I like the more upbeat stuff like the 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 more happier stuff i've been getting in a nerd core way more you know there's a uh you know mega ran and stuff like that but also mm -hmm. like like the dead prez album let's get free he has they have a song called be healthy where they talk about <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and i remember hearing that as in high school and i was like this is this is crazy this is weird you know he, first he's talking about all tough cocktail in the precinct you know how we think and then this next song he's like ginger fruit and you know all this stuff like i was just like little soup yeah, yeah yeah and i was just like this is this is crazy it, it that album really blew my mind when my brother sent, sat me down gave me the cd said listen to this one it was animal animal and man that one blew my mind too so uh i've been listening to like blueprint has a song called you know like be be healthy be wealthy and stuff like that just working out and shit like that um i think it was stick or M1 did a, a whole workout album where it was literally just about lifting weights, doing push-ups and stuff like that. You know, every once in a while, Chance the Rapper was something positive and stuff like that. Why do most people look at, like, hate clean rap? What What is it about that, that clean rap that is not appealing? What do you guys think? It, it's, it's, a, it's a stereotype. Okay. Uh, unfortunately... I'm not actually not even unfortunately, just just factual. You know, when when there was rap, you know, hip hop, you know, it was urban. It was it was it was street life, you know, concrete jungle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there was this like stigma of it uh, put over it as as it advanced and it got older where it was like, you know, if you listen to rap, you were hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I'm saying I'm saying like even in the break dancing days, you know what I mean? 
the break dancers were considered like hits, the, the mm. trouble, you know what I mean? The B-boys, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once it progressed and then, you know, gangster rap took form, you know, you have this, you have this, uh, this following where they only want that, you know? And they feel that they, they feel like that is that hardcore stuff is rap. And like, that's the only thing that's accepted. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a time in my, my young adult life when I was in the army and I was listening to all very young, but I, I was listening to all the music that was out and I hated it. I was like, man, can we get some gangster shit in here? Like wh where's, yeah. where's, where's all this stuff at, you know? Me too. Yeah. And then, then this artist came out named 50 cent and I was like, Oh, okay, fine. Oh, he got shot. How many times in the face? I like him. All right, go. This, you know what I mean? And, and, but like you said, as you get older, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of it has to do with maturity. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really does. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a father of four. I'm, I turned 40 in a couple of months. I, I, the music that I listen to now consistently is not the same stuff that I'd be listening to 20 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't get me wrong, though. There's I have my moments where I'm bobbing my head in my Honda Odyssey van, looking at people like I wish a motherfucker would. I have those moments. I do have those moments, right? But you know, a lot of it is maturity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, and also Kevin Hart has a has a joke about that where he's like, uh, he's getting an argument with some dude at a restaurant, and he was like. You better calm down or I'll pop the trunk on your bitch ass. And his wife's like, what are you going to get, a car seat? Like, what the fuck are you going to do in the trunk? Like, You know what I mean? And, like, that's just how it is. Like, when you, as you get older, you kind of see the world differently when you got kids and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, I totally agree. And, uh, and, yeah, don't get it twisted. There's definitely times where I'm just like, man, I just want to hear some, like, rough, raw shit. Like, uh, Griselda. Griselda Records, yeah. Benny, yeah. Uh, and, and West Side Gun. It's, I, I enjoy that shit. And I'm just like, well... This this that to me is as corny as as clean, right? But, but you know, um, this is the beauty of the, the beauty of hip hop. You can get that you know the different vibes from you know the different um, subgenres of hip hop and stuff like that. And but yeah. then you can't go and listen to heavy metal. Do you know what I mean? To feel positive and stuff. You know, you go and listen to heavy metal if you're like working out or you want to get yeah. some aggression out and stuff like that. So you know, even though you know there is like this stereotype or stigma that you know. Hip hop is like an aggressive thing. I'm very fortunate that we can go and listen to Kanye's West, the workout plan, and do sit ups. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> the workout plan. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think the more the more uh, hip hop expands because the, all the subgenres is nothing that kind of defines it. Now, for a long time, at least in the early '90s, it was it was a lot of gangster rap, and as much as trap is annoying. You know, we did an episode where, like, was the last 10 years of good from, you know, 2010 to 2020? Will it be a good year? And the we and Hector were talking about it. The last five years was actually really good. You know, you could see, like, 2013, there was some people making early albums. And all of a sudden, 2016, they're, they're the big artist. You know, you can kind of yeah. see it. 
And it's so, almost as if it's like the more underground it becomes again and less yes. you know viable to to be put in the charts or whatever the better it becomes the more it's being handed back to the underground and it's like i've been watching you know the latest series of uh, hip-hop evolution and the guy that does that series on netflix he mm-hmm. was touching on that and he was talking about when the um after biggie died and, and bad boy and, and rockefeller were doing all this really commercial stuff and they were doing all the glitzy glam videos and stuff yep. like that but then on the flip side you had like uh, black star doing their thing that were like you know totally raising the fists against it and stuff and yes. it's just like the more it's getting handed back the underground the better it's becoming absolutely i think that's true. perfectly that's true worded because that's when i i had i had fallen out of hip-hop and i started listening to to metal and um it 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 was homework to actually find good rappers but then once you found them you it was just the floodgates opened you know, like around, the, like you said, Black Star were doing their thing, and then, uh, you know, Mad Villain dropped around oh, a couple years after that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, there was definitely something going going around, and to be handed down to the to the underground the way it is now, like almost every, I mean, I can make a rap song right now, put it up on SoundCloud, and I'm an underground rapper. But there's obviously, yeah, I make songs every day. I take the kids to school. <laughs> I, I make up a trap song, and my four year old's like banging his head, like, ugh. <laughs> right. I'm about and stuff, you know. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, but like you know, when you were saying about uh, was it Mad Villain you just mentioned? But yeah. even when you look at like um, MF Doom and Food, he has a track on there called Beef Rap. Yes, um, where he addresses you know like the Little Wayne sort of era <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's got like a bar. It's like to all rappers, shut shut up with shut. you shutting up and keep your shirt shut on. on. At least, at least a button up. Yuck. It's their rhymers off tripping males out of work jerks and they shut down chipping dales. Love that dude. Like, as much as there was this like this chart stuff on, you know, with like the little Waynes and the Drakes and all this whack right. stuff that's claiming the hip hop genre, it's not really <laughs> hip hop. They're rapping, but it's not hip hop. But at the same time, you don't have to look far to find the underground shit that we all fell in love with, man. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah, because I remember um, I listened to punk rock, and punk rock was born out of. I don't want to hear the Beatles, and I want to hear the Doors. I don't want to hear Led Zeppelin. I want to hear something crazy. And it was politically charged but like it was also just like i'm fucking mad i'm angry and like you listen like stuff like circle jerks and bad brains and you're just like what the fuck is this you know and just the visual of it the live shows obviously helped it but yeah i think that definitely helps and i think we're i don't know if we're you know reaching another golden era but i definitely think that there is uh music that needs to be checked there's artists that need to be checked i think there's nothing wrong with saying i have a i have a uh what's the word like um i have a butt for you know a standard for hip i think there's anything wrong with saying that and i think there's a lot to be addressed and i think people are starting to address it and or and they're starting to apply like like guys like uh run the jewels you know what i mean they're coming mm-hmm. out with the run the jewels from soon and man like i i can't i can't wait for that shit man it, it's just it, it it has the perfect combination of you know, it's Atlanta and New York put together. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just a, a white a white guy and a black guy. And, like, it's just, it, it, it fits perfectly, too, for the times. You know what I mean? It's something that we need. And these are these are older veteran rappers. Yeah. Getting them in their prime, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for an athlete, I think the 30s is their prime. And a lot of great rappers out there right now are over 40. Alzai, yeah. you know, and Jay-Z, Nas is still doing his thing. And it's it sounds good. It doesn't sound, like, mm-hmm. rushed. They're, they are far from the life that they lived, 
but what they're saying is what they what they're dealing with now. You know what I mean? Well, that's funny because I was watch. I can't remember what it was, but I was watching something recently, and they were talking about like you know, um, to do great things, it takes time. And like Jay Z wasn't was like twenty six when he dropped Reasonable Doubt or something like that. <laughs> Insane. Insane. Like, you know, and then what was you know fifty was like whatever like 30 or something when he came out or something yeah. like you know if you want to you know make major moves and make you know i'm not saying that 50 cents great music but you know i, I enjoy 50 cent personally but i know there's a lot of people out there hey, that don't man, enjoy yeah. hey man i'm on your side that's why I- <laughs> <laughs> it's cool when he's thousands of miles away I, I like 50 man i follow him on instagram <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's just one of those man it's like, but it's there wouldn't be so much of a war going on if there wasn't like you know they were certain people claiming the hip hop genre like like yeah. I said like people are rapping but it doesn't mean that it's hip hop, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, no, you're right. Both of you guys are right. But I mean, even since the beginning, there's been artists who have set that bar high. There's been fans who have set that bar uh, bar by producers, beat makers. You know what I mean? Like. They, they do and and I mean it's it's been going on since the beginning we just recognize it now because we're involved in it you know I mean we're invested in it we pay attention yeah. right you know I mean right so um hey, while you guys were talking a song popped up in my head um, from a long time ago and um I want to I want to I want to see I'm gonna say two or three lines just curious if either one of you can get it I don't expect you guys to All right. um but 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 just it's funny because it's older, but it fits what we're talking about. All right. All right. Okay. So again, not going to do the whole thing. Let me see. Uh, all right. I'm not your one hit wonder. And when you see me on the streets in a black Jeep, no, I got the heat up under, not up under the seat, up under my cheek, like so close to me that when I move, it squeaks. Mm. I ain't no big buff dude, a rap singer. I exercise one muscle. That's my strap finger. That's a decent rhyme. You're saying this is old school, huh? Oh, yeah. Huh. I was going to say, that sounds like some easy, something like easy. It's from that area, but it's not easy. It's uh, DJ Quick. DJ, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, DJ Quick. And it's it's the song Trouble. But, man, I remember when I heard that because during that time, there was all of these hip-hop artists that were like R&B all buffed and you know all smoke <laughs> and trying to be you know doing all these like duets with all these singers and stuff and he dropped this and he's like man I ain't no rap singer <laughs> this, this is who I am so anyways it's, it's been going on for, for a long time man. a long time so when you think California and I'm glad you brought up DJ Quick because one of those guys that that bell ring that he does mm-hmm. That signature, like when you hear it, you're like, oh, this is California. Like that's obviously Dr. Dre really was like a huge instrument in bringing that sound and stuff like that. And the samples that he flipped with, you know, um, Funkadelic and stuff like that. But man, um, DJ Quick doesn't get enough love. And I think that I think it's better that way. You know what I mean? But that that sound, I think him, I think um, what is what is his name? Uh, damn, I think it's I want to say his name is Battle Cat. He's a really dope producer. Battlecat, yeah, there's a producer named Battlecat. Yeah, yeah, he has a really dope sound, and and it's sort of like uh, sounds like a R- Rose Royce kind of uh, samples and stuff like that. But yeah, DJ Quick definitely does his thing, man. He does, man, and like I've always used to listen to him, and I, I it's funny you know, when you're younger, you listen to shit, 
And it's like, ah, oh, you're just banging your head. But then when you get older, you listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh, shit, wait, he said what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you better rap than you guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think so, in... I think in that song with Tony, Tony, he he said Fifi bag, and I was like, "What's a Fifi bag?" And then I found out, and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna go make me a Fifi bag." Like, <laughs> so funny. That's funny. That's so funny. Yeah. But so, uh, what I was gonna say is, and now now I'm checking because I wanna I wanna make I'm saying it right. right. Uh, damn, it's either Quick. I think it's DJ Quick. I do. I don't think. Yeah, it's DJ Quick. There's a verse where he's like basically calling his dude like a, a, a bitch, fucking mad shit. And he's like, he's like, uh, I'll make you like suck my dick, you know, and, and taste the piss. <laughs> but, then, but then he like keeps talking about it. Like he says it a couple of times. <laughs> and I was like, hey, hey, well, hold on, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold on. <laughs> you know, That's a little say, suspect. Hey, suck my dick, it's like, all right, cool. But it's like, hey, yo, you're going to suck my dick. Yeah, you're going to like it. <laughs> and then we're, like, we're going to make eye contact. And, and, and I'm going to ask you five minutes later, like, yeah, you like it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Well, it's sort of like that. Remember that Biggie line where she, he said, like, the, it was like, she looks so good, I suck her daddy's dick or something like that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. what yeah. the fuck? so good, I suck her daddy. Yeah. See, that's another thing. You're like this in the car with your homies. You're yeah. Like, oh, bitch, look so good. I suck. Whoa. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. It was super funny, though. Super funny. And he even had, like, a skit where he talked about, like, some girl wanted him to shit on Shit on him? Yeah. And he was like, what'd like, you do? Yo. The bitch told me to shit on her. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna shit on you afterwards. I ain't gonna call you. Right. Oh, that was so weird, man. That was, that was a funny dude. All right, let's 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 go back. Let's let's steer back. So, <laughs> what would now that you're in in Texas, Hector? Are there any guys, any any rappers you're listening to? Any sound that you're getting there? Or are you just? Listen nope. to normal stuff. It's the same shit. <laughs> I don't fuck with you until you come to me. Nah, <laughs> nah you know what? Like, uh, I, I had I've been really busy the past few months. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I, I've been bumping what I have on vinyl or, or CD. But there was. It's funny though because I'll be driving around in the area that I that I'm in, and it's hot as fuck. So, like, everyone yeah. has AC on. So, you can't hear music. You don't hear people cruising right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when we're in Dallas or in Fort Worth, like, in downtown Fort Worth and, like, Dallas area. Or actually, no, sorry, more Dallas area. You, you get a different sense of, like, the music is going to be different. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I have been keeping my ear to the street, trying to trying to get sounds, you yeah. know, trying to see what they're doing. Uh-huh. But, man... It, it sounds the same, man. Like, I swear, I, I, I'm like, ever since Paul Wall, the shit hasn't changed. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Dallas. I, I apologize. Yeah. I'm not trying to talk shit, but they are still dripping on candy paint with <laughs> caterpillar on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, it's still the same. <laughs> it's still the same. And I'm sure they can say the same damn thing about L.A. and the Bay. But, right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same. I still like it, you know, I mean, but. What I about, still listen to Slim Thug. Yeah. What about you, Matt? And, and you're in you're in Canada right now. Um, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in Ottawa, the capital, right now. Any, um, any sounds you're li- listening to over there? 
Um, Dragon? Dragon? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> hey, man, that's a, that's a national treasure. You better be careful with your words. I'm 400 miles west of Toronto. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hey, man's trying to be so wet right now with this page. He's like, nah, nah. Yeah, you should have been like, I'm chilling in the six right now. It's like, it seems to be more rock orientated rather than like the kind of stuff that I could be like heavy into and stuff. I've not really come across um, any um, like hip hop stuff at all. Um, And then I did, I actually did like, I tried to check out what was going on over in, in Quebec in the French province, like Montreal way to see if there was any hip-hop stuff going on over there and it seems to be like drake but rapped in french to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah. yeah so no no nothing nothing really what kind of uh rock music you're listening to just in if it's canadian but what kind of rock music uh, or metal yuck rock baby yuck rock what you just you just uh, tickled uh, Sam's. Yeah, I'm a huge rock <laughs> metal fan. As soon as no. you say, oh, it's early, <laughs> earlier, real quick, real quick, real quick, Matt. Earlier when you were like, you can't be happy listening to rock. I was looking at Sammy's face. Sammy's like, yes, you can. You, can't. You, can't that. you got me in my feelings, Matt. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Happy listening to rock, but yeah. you're not getting positive vibes from it. You know I know you, you might feel positive after you, you know, taking all your aggression <laughs> out and stuff. But. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, listening yeah. a lot more metal because I'm trying to lose this this weight, and um, and yeah, there's a there's a metal I can't remember the name. I think called Disciple, and the first the lyrics are "Killer be fucking killed," and it's just like just just crazy speed kind of metal, but it's also like this grind, hardcore shit. Yeah, what do what do you what do you listen to, Matt? Just yacht rock, man. At the moment, loads of yacht rock. Just cheesy '80s yacht rock. Ah. And you know, and you know, the good thing about yacht rock is there isn't people like artists and bands don't follow yacht rock genre. People make yacht rock songs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what's dope about it. So you get some like Bobby Caldwell in there, and uh, then you'll get like uh, the guy that did the Pina Colada song. Imagine the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy soundtracks. Okay. Yacht rock is. You're a fan, girl. What a good wife you would be. Just shit like that, man. Just that little, happy-go-lucky shit, man. Little fog hat. Yeah, it's dope. I want to start a yacht rock band, actually, man. I want to start playing guitar again and, and like form a little yacht rock band. You should do it, man. The future, man. Yeah, definitely need to find start hanging around with musicians again. I think instead of rappers. But like a, a, a less darker and fatter version. <laughs> Worst flavor. He's over there with his inhaler on the side of the, the stage. <laughs> And, and by the way, his name is Flavor. Flavor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of the instrument. So, finger drumming, man. You wanted to talk? Let's, let's talk about that. The rock. finger drumming is becoming big business now, man. Like, yeah. So you've got like the main cat. That obviously, when I first um, became aware of it, was the dude A rap music. Um, and he's like still doing his thing and he's like the you know the first guy that we started doing like club tours and doing festivals and kind of stuff with it but now there's like a couple of cats on the scene that are making really big moves with it and there's a guy called beats by j black 
and a guy called I think he's called Trizzy or Trizzy Track or something like that and they're actually linking up and doing stuff together now which is dope as well mm. but it's kind of like it's just becoming like this really trendy thing to do and people are like just popping up all over social media doing it and stuff but that combined with doing it in like um, out in nature and stuff like that so like out in they're out in the backyards or whatever or they're out down at the beach and stuff like that and it just seems like this huge thing man right it's just it's interesting to see where that's going to go in the in the next 12 months or so because and the guy um beats by j black he actually did um a tv commercial for gap doing finger drumming did he and stuff really like that. yeah that's so crazy. it's like it's you know into like the, the the main media and stuff like that now as well so that is it'll be interesting to see what's going on i mean a lot of it is like pretty simple stuff but when you find like the really complex stuff and the people are doing like really technical stuff and that's so good to watch and it's not like personally for me it's not like the kind of thing that i would like enjoy watching at like a music festival or something like that but in like a small like venue and stuff like where you can see what they're actually doing it, it, yeah it, i think it's perfect for that which like why i prefer doing the smaller shows and stuff because like otherwise i'm just a dude on a stage pressing buttons whereas like if if you go around me they can actually see you in and they yeah. can see that i'm triggering samples and playing drum patterns at the same time and stuff like that man i'd be dancing on the side <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things um that i found when, when i when i first got into your music matt when when you were well uh, finger drumming and shit like that and after a while <laughs> it got to a point where the camera was you had to get like a new set because it was camera was shaking and you were just getting hella into it covering yeah. uh just blay songs stuff like that like shit was yeah, sick man yeah. yeah yeah it's it's dope man like it's it's like i say it's becoming more and more trendy and stuff like that and yeah there is a lot of people that are just you know re not really doing this is me being an elitist now like they're not actually finger drumming but they're like hashtagging finger drumming and stuff like that so mm. that's coming on the feed which is a bit whack and but um, yeah, when you find like the people that are actually doing that dope shit, there's a girl as well um, called Gnarly Music. She does more like UK sort of grime sort of finger drumming stuff. But the, again, this is the beauty of it. It's not just people doing hip hop stuff like they're doing all kinds of genres and stuff like that now. So you're getting people doing the, the trap finger drumming and the grime finger drumming. And then you've got people doing like the boom bap finger drumming. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then there's people doing like even like house music finger drumming and stuff like that now. And there's like courses online that you can say and tutorials and all wow. that kind of stuff it's the i mean it instead of getting four or five people that's it's going to be the drum machine have you yeah. have you heard of a uh an artist by the name of veggie burger no i'll um i'll tag you in one of her her um her videos she she's a singer like i don't know if you ever heard of a female singer called cat power but she mm. has this sort of like that, or she has like a, or Feist. She she has this really like unique. Oh, Feist, yeah, I know Feist. So yeah. imagine Feist doing sort of like a synth electronic kind of music. It's it's pretty interesting. And, but the, the video I'm going to tag you in, the, the vi she's like, uh, dude, she's fingering the fuck out of it for the lack of a better term. Like, it <laughs> is it's a different topic. It's, yeah, right. Heck, she's getting too excited. Um, but yeah, man, it's, um, it, it, dude, she, she's pretty, pretty damn incredible. And, and when I, when I stumbled upon her music and I saw that video, pretty damn trippy, dude. Do you like that it's going that way? Do you like that it's heading that way? Do you like that it's... Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Normally I wouldn't be like, 
I wouldn't be like supportive of things becoming trendy and stuff like that. But I'm sick to death of people, beat makers, doing shows and they're hitting play and standing there and dancing to their own fucking beats. And it, it's, you can tell by the tone in my voice, it's vexing me to fuck. It's like you're not doing anything. <laughs> Nobody wants to pay to come and watch a guy press play on his drum machine yeah. and dance to his own beat, you fucking clown. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Bro, 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 bro. being said when you do the finger drumming videos is that are you practicing before you jump on are you doing like five takes yo i'm not gonna front it takes a few takes man but those takes are practice bro yeah practice every day man practice till you get the, the calluses on the fingers bro that's what it takes man. those blisters hurt it's like playing street fighter back in the day <laughs> <laughs> who was your who was your street fighter fighter so early Street Fighter Ken, and then the later ones Akuma. Akuma. Oh, is that that orange looking thingy? Akuma yeah. is the guy that was like he um, the turns Ryu evil, and he's the evil dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Bright yeah. uh, red hair tied up in the top. <clears throat> he's got like the red eyes and stuff. What about you, Hector? Who's your Street Fighter fighter? Who was your guy? Chun motherfucking Lee. You pervert. You fucking pervert. <laughs> Why well, you have to be a Well, you probably made her flip her upside down, spread her legs, and doing that little kick thing, because that's what I did. But I'm not going to admit that. My fighter... Said, first of all, you're the pervert, because he said... <laughs> ...support to the female character of how strong women are. That's, right. that's, that's my whole point. Damn it. Mine was... Uh, I like Guile. I like Guile, and I like uh, Dalsim. Stretchy motherfucker. I like the way he did a little like thriller shake, you know, with the head. Yeah, like yeah, when he yeah, would win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember Mortal Kombat. Do you guys play Mortal Kombat or back in the day play combat? I play Mortal Kombat now, man. And yeah, so boy. Nice. Yeah, I play Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, I do. But see, I like I like the old old characters to the classics. Oh, really? Yeah. So, who's your who would be your favorite top two pick? I mean, if I like right off the bat, okay, like, are we talking like Mortal Kombat? What's out right now? Like without the extra characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so like OG, let's talk like right, OG. OG combat. Alright, OG, I'm gonna go Scorpion. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat. And then, um, uh, Johnny Cage. Ah. Nice. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd have to go it's definitely Scorpion and Sub-Zero for me, for the old oh, really? See, I was going to say Sub-Zero. I was going to, but but like that, like Scorpion and Sub-Zero are Jay-Z and Nas to me. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the two, they're like the two franchise, franchise yeah. players of the uh, Yeah, they really are, <laughs> yeah. And like Johnny Cage is like 50 Cent. Like, you know, he's oh, like, yeah. you know. Flashy motherfucker. The I'm kidding, 50, just in case you hear this. Don't, don't troll me. <laughs> but yeah. then, uh, new school combat, I'd probably go with Noob, Cyber and Cabal. Cabal is a beast. Yeah. I, I I like Cabal. Um, uh, I See, before this, before the new one came out, I'm a huge Predator fan. Mm. So when Predator mm. was... Man, I was destroying people, man. That's all I did. I, I think my wife almost divorced me because I was playing that so many times. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think. I can't remember because I was so involved in the game. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're back in the dungeon. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, do you... Uh, hold on. So, I remember... I, I used to always like playing... Uh, with, with Scorpion, because I get over here, then the uppercut, then they land yeah, and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. I also really like Baraka. Um, yeah. And at that time, when I was younger, I was watching a lot of basketball. And uh, I I want to say it was Reggie Miller who had these, like, <laughs> Baraka-looking teeth and Baraka-looking... It was fucking weird. And I was like, dude, that's, that's why... That's Mortal Kombat. Like, I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, Google Reggie Miller. Google Reggie Miller. Google Reggie Miller. Oh, anything, yeah, definitely. If, it, if anything, Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby looks like Baraka. Like he's his back. Not now. Mike Bibby's hella buff now. Actually, I take it back. Mike Bibby, I ain't talking about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike Bibby. Yeah, he had like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh shit, Mike Bibby. Hey, okay, well. I'm, I'm a big basketball fan too. Man. Anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, a little samurai. Soul. What about it? <laughs> what about it? What about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wax. Oh, you mean? It? Yeah. Yeah. It's just fire, man. Dude, man, I'm telling you, I was, I, I was literally. Don't be offended, but I was literally taking the shit right. And then I was like, <laughs> I was on my phone, I was scrolling through, and I was looking, and, I'm, and you, your shit popped off, and, you know, I'm like, you know, listening, then click the link on the bio, and I was like, all right, and then next thing you know, I start, like, you know when you're done shit, but you're still on the phone, you're just looking at stuff? Yeah. So I was at Your legs are losing all the feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm fat, so it happens fast, you gotta be quick. <laughs> like, I, I was, I was already like, like it was, it was already coming, you know. Like, I mean, not, you know, the, the. the, uh, the you made it worse by correcting yourself. No, I know I, you guys are fucking me up. Like, my, my legs, I was losing feeling. That's what was coming. I was losing feeling on my legs. Okay. So, anyway, I started skimming through, man. I was like, oh my god, I need to get this. Yes. And just, 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 just like, you know, they say, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Yo, the artwork on these uh, for for the the albums, the cover art, it's fucking beautiful, yo. It yes. really is, man. Yes. Like I, I'm being serious. It, like I want to put this shit up on the wall. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. I really do. No, it, this yeah. shit is badass. I totally agree. And, uh, 
that's all praises to my actual real cousin. That's family right there. Um, yeah, so props to uh, Caliper Photography. Yo, it's it's sick as fuck. And one, two, the music, everything I was listening to, I I like samurai shit. Like I I do. Like I have samurai figures and stuff. And the stuff that I make, I promise you, I'm gonna be listening to shit while I'm getting down with my creativity thing. Nice, like man, I'm nice. telling you, man, it, it's gonna be dope as fuck. And then three, um, I, I want to put some uh, artwork on the same. I can make some cool shit, you know. You know, you say you have to, you have to fight my cousin for it because he's like, he's super like. Whenever I get anybody involved and stuff, he's like, what? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's family, though. That's family. Yeah, yeah. No, um, but yeah, oh, oh, praises to my cousin for that. So those front covers are actually based on um, a Japanese block um, artist called Hokusai. No, it's not Hokusai. It's Hasue. Um, who's one of the uh, famous Japanese block printers? Um, do you know you know about block printing? I do, I do. You Sammy, you know about block printing? You told me about it during the uh, Koshirutsu. Okay. Not Koshirutsu, uh, Shurikens. Uh, Shurikens is uh, is Hokusai. Yeah, so that's a block print image. Yeah, so yeah. they're based on that and then eating with it and then. He came up with the concept of putting everything in a circle to resemble the Japanese flag and then doing the different colours, the different gradients and stuff like that. So but yeah, they should they should look super nice when they arrive, man. And I I'll let me take this opportunity. I'm so sorry that they had to be so expensive, but you know, double LPs to manufacture and stuff like that, man. It was just like uh, yo, yo, I, yo, I, I did straight, like I got never apologize for that. No, <laughs> Hey, you I like, it's like I don't put like I know there was people that like you know just couldn't afford that shit at the yeah. time and stuff like that. They were broke or whatever. They would be between paydays and stuff like that. Yep. And it was I knew it was a big ask. So to get two double LPs like fully crowdfunded and supported, that was like you know I I've just got so much love for everybody that bought those projects in particular. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like wow. Who, you know, and on the flip side as well, my ego wanted to beat my chest and be like, who done this shit? Who done this shit? Yeah, who done this shit? Two double LPs as well. So, but yo, the love, the love is real. The love is real, man. That's good. Yeah, no, don't don't ever apologize for that type of shit, man. It's, it, I mean, because look, man, this is the first stuff I, I ever bought from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and this is what I chose to do. You know, this was the time. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it off this one. Yeah. I mean, it's, hey, man, it's, 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 it's gorgeous, man. Like I said, just the cover art. I mean, obviously, you know, the stuff that you actually put on there, man, it's, it's amazing, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I even like put a thing up on Instagram. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't I'm wait. not even. I'm not even gonna see those copies till probably next year when I get back to uh, UK, man. Because I had my copies posted back to my UK address mm. and stuff, man. So I won't get to see that shit till next year. So I'm, I can't wait for everybody to start receiving their copies and also I can see what they look like on Instagram and oh, stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. You, I'm gonna go live. Or on my store, you're gonna see it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hashtag quartz. You're gonna be like, okay, you're gonna look at it. And I'm gonna be like, it's sexy boxers, man, just swaying, <laughs> just with your shit going. And then like, I'm gonna have my wife come up with like lipstick and then write hashtag quartz on my stomach. There you go. And just, just like slowly do it. And then you know, just kind of nod in my head like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's 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 what I'm gonna do for you, man. Well, that's, that's what's up. Even ask, but you know what? That's the best gift. That's the best you, gift you is when you don't even have to ask. Right? Otherwise, it's beef. 
calling you out. Let's do it, motherfucker. Hamburger or something, bite or something. I don't know. Something, yeah, it would be sexy. Yeah, I, I, the artwork is, is really dope, and even the, the the purple outtake one, man, that was beautiful. Yeah, so that was like the, we, he did five he did like five designs for the four covers, and that was the one that we just you know when we went through them all, that was the one we were least vibing with, unfortunately. But it's funny because as well after we did you know two cassettes. Matt Bloom did like a really limited run of the volume one on purple cassettes. He did like three copies, so super limited run. So it's like, you know, weird little coincidence there. Yeah. The purple. So, your purple volume one. Fuck yeah, dude. On purple vinyl, maybe in a a few years or something. We'll see. I don't know. (laughs) That was going to be my next question. Are we going to get. All right, wrapping up. Oh, yeah, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, all right, question. well, last question. So, um, the ask is, is, is will, will this come out in any other format, tapes, digital? The ones that, uh, Samurai, what, three and four? Uh, volume three and four on that, maybe, possibly. Um, it depends. Um, cassettes, I like to try and do um, through Matt Bloom if we can um, at, at 77 Rise. So, it, I mean, we've got already we've got a backlog of stuff to come out on there like an in grenade case and he's going to come out on yes. 77 rides on cassette um so we'll see possibly it's always a possibility that it might come out anything could come out at any time it's almost become like i've become one of these people that doesn't like right i've got a release coming out we're gonna have cassettes we're gonna have t-shirts we're yeah. gonna have this we're gonna and it's all coming out at the same time it's almost like <laughs> we've started doing stuff and started dropping stuff on wax from the back catalog so it's just like oh yeah it's good and it's be, it's all through like people's feedback of what they want to hear what they want on wax or what they want on cassette because i'm just like quite happy to just like put stuff out digitally and whatever and it's nice yeah. to do wax releases and stuff but at the same time that shit's nerve-wracking man you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah i never assume that it's going to make it do you know what i mean i never assume that it's going to hit that target of 100 or 200 or whatever it is so it's always like, oh, and I'm checking it like every morning. It's the first thing I do when I wake up, how many copies have gone overnight and stuff, you know, how many have been made and stuff. So it's just like, ah, uh, uh, the stress <laughs> of it. <laughs> well, let me, let me just say a, 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 a true fact statement. The music you make is dope. You know, we appreciate you as a person, as an artist. Uh, the things you do, I think though people will always gravitate towards you just because of the stuff you make is super just... Uh, very truthful very real comes from the heart and you as a person as is just a, a an approachable person um you're easy to talk to get along with and um you're still just growing man it's it's crazy it's crazy to think that where you're gonna where you're gonna be skill wise you know five to ten years from now it's just fucking insane it's yeah, fucking insane well i mean thanks guys like you know it's always a pleasure to wear like you know and and, and hear that you're enjoying the stuff that i'm putting out because like you know I, first and foremost, I do it for me, and yeah. that's selfish as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I, no. I enjoy yeah. doing it, man. And mm-hmm. but yeah, but there's more to come. There's more to come this yeah. year before we see the year out. Like I said, we got the quicker than grenade case and cassettes coming out at some point. I've got the collab uh, connections um, with oh, HG right. Beats coming HG out, Beats. and then the one that I'm really looking forward to coming out this year is the collab. It's not really a collab. It's an LP that I produced for my man PK Roscoe. That's coming out on oh. the 30th of September. 
you guys are gonna love this shit. That's I, all I can right. say. Like, and I don't right, mean right. just be used to. I mean, like, the world is gonna love this kid. Has grinded on this LP, just me and him for like the last three summers, uh, uh, two weeks at a time through the summer. We've linked up for the last three years, and we've just like, you know, we live together, working on this shit. Do you know what I mean? It's been a, a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and like, it's just, it's a dope LP, man. Again, my cousin's on the artwork. The the new video that's coming out is going to be so, so sick. And it's been fun doing that shit as well, actually doing rap videos. Because mm. my cousin's like breaking out into like the visual sort of not just doing artwork and photography. He's breaking out into the video scene and he's skilled. He's just one of these guys, like, he could tell, he's like, I'm sure he should be a Sagittarius, man, because he can just do anything, bro. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, <laughs> build, a, build a PC. I can do that. Like, build, build a house. I so yeah it's just gonna be dope so keep an eye out for pk roscoe man yeah yeah but, all right well matt we really appreciate your time we love you thank you continue continue making this music if you guys support what we do uh check out matt quartz uh matt quartz instagram facebook um sammy from sgp uh classic dials on instagram uh this is the podcast signing off peace 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 peace